sophisticated ignorance, man. We are back in the building. What's going on, y'all? It's your host, Diaz York Slim. And I'm back, man. I'm back with another episode. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I got I had a I got a heavy heart, man. Not even, it's not even really heavy. I want to get all the sad stuff out the way. I didn't know how I was gonna um it's not even sad, but it's really eye-opening. I didn't know how I wanted to if I wanted to get the, the funny stuff in the beginning or the jokes and stuff in the beginning, or I want to get serious, you know, straight to the point now. But I think we're going to keep the same format as we've always been, because, you know, that's how I like to do. We're creatures of habit. It's easier for us to understand in a particular order. So we're just going to get right into it. So yesterday, man, I was at work, and um, now I don't know this um, older woman's name. I don't know if she was with her family. Um... But let me just break it down. So, you know, we're going to rewind. That's that's my rewind button. Um, so I was at work and, you know, she's anxious. If those of you that don't know, I work at the airport, but we're going to, okay, work at the airport. So she's anxious. She's just trying to find a place, you know, find some food. Now, mind you, there's an information desk to my right. I'm standing like right. So let's say I'm just standing. And to my right, there's an information desk. So there's an information desk um, where she can ask all the questions and they can give her all the answers and stuff like that. And But she came to ask me, which I have no problem with helping out people. I love helping people. If I can help you and if I can teach you, I'll take that. I'll take that over any given Sunday. You know what I'm saying? I'll take that. Um, so she was like... Um, Hey, I need some help. Can you help me? My daughter's pregnant. She's hungry. I need to feed my pregnant daughter. It was just a lot of... And usually when you get to the airport, it's a lot of anxiety. Everybody's on 10 because you don't want to miss your flight, so on and so forth. But this felt different. It didn't feel like the normal rush of just like, let me get to my flight. I'm going to be late. It was a different type of anxiety. You know, I, They weren't even worried about the flight. Now, these folks, these fine folks are from Central Oregon. Now... They told me where they were from, but I was never going to remember where they were from because it's in the middle of Oregon. That's all I know. They told me it's just in the middle of Oregon. They're two hours past Portland. So imagine like Ellensburg, like how Ellensburg is like probably like two, two and a half hours removed from Seattle, like in the middle of Washington, right? For us, that's Ellensburg for the middle of Oregon. I have no clue. I could probably look it up, but do I feel like that? Nope. Um, I don't feel like doing it, so I'm not going to do it. Anyways, it's not really important to the story. So, fine folks from Oregon. Um, I'm going to tell you why they were up here in a minute, but let me just, I'm having a hard time. Because it, it, it's still on my, it's still like fresh on my mind, and I'm still trying to like really process it. You know, I'm telling the story about me, about this event, and I'm still trying to process everything that happened to me. What does it mean for me? I have to be in deep thought a lot. I think that day, I think today is a deep thought day. But anyway... So I'm just like, yeah, I can help you guys out. So I told him where that was at. I was like, if you walk all the way down here past checkpoint three, I was at checkpoint four. If you walk all the way past down down here, on your left-hand side, there's a Hudson store and there's an Al-Qaeda bakery. And, it's, and on your right-hand side, it's, it's it, there's a clear. That's why I work for clear. So there's a clear um, emblem or logo or whatever. It's just there and it's just right there, right? And, um, so she's like, oh, 
you know, ah, I'm sorry, sweetie. You gotta, I don't, I'm not really good with directions. I don't want to get lost. This is our first time in here. When I heard it was the first time in here, I knew automatically that I had to go walk her down. I already, I already knew because I was like, oh, it's your first time being in this. Uh, and for those of you that don't fly a lot, Seattle or SeaTac, the airport is not a, it's not a big airport. It's, it's a busy one. It's an international one. We get a lot of uh, freight in as far as like you know imports and stuff on planes and stuff like that, but in ships as well. We're, Seattle's a major port city, but it's not, it's, not, it's not a big airport. But it's still busy enough, but it's not big. So I'm like, it's not that hard to find. If you just keep walking, you're, you're going to find whatever you're looking for. But I don't want to be that type of guy. And I'm usually, and I'm not that type of guy to be like, ah, you know, figure it out. I don't like doing that because... I know there, there, I know there will come a certain point in time that somebody will is going to do that for me. Is going to help me out in that particular way. And even now, I get confused and I get lost. I ask for help. You know, I feel like the un, the most manliest thing you can do is ask for help. Even though in society it's not like a a thing to do is for men is to ask for help. But if you don't know what you're doing, you don't know where you're going. Ask for help. You know what I'm saying? You got to just ask. Nothing's wrong with asking for help. Everybody, for every guy that looks up to whomever, they ask for help. They needed guidance. They needed some type of direction, you know, because it, 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 it get tricky. And it's, I'm talking about just life stuff now. It, life is hard. Life is tricky. It's, it's hard to navigate. It's hard to see, you know, where to go. Because there's so many different directions and people are pulling you in, in your ear. It's just hard. So you ask for help and you ask for guidance. So this is what this, it felt like, it didn't feel like on that particular level, but it was like, I feel your anxiety. I feel it. I feel your energy. You know, when I feel someone on 10 or that super, super tense, the first thing in my mind is I want to calm them down because you can't think when you are on 10. There's just no one who thinks clearly when they're on 10. Mistakes happen. You know what I'm saying? But I know the airport a little bit better. I'm just walking around and just trying to, you know, familiarity and just walking around working at different checkpoints and stuff like that. So I just know the airport a little bit better. And like I said, this was their first time. That's what they told me. And, you know, I'm walking them down there, talking to them, lovely family. Um, so we get to the we get to the restaurant or the, the little, you know, sh- the stop before you have to go through TSA and get on your plane and so on and so forth. And... I was like, you know, here it is, you know, they were like, what kind of food is there? And I was like, well, there's chicken tenders, there's burgers, there's, you know, and if you want little snacks, you can get snacks from here. They charge an arm and a leg at the airport. We got to talk about that. I don't know what that's all about. But, um, so yeah, they, they charge an arm and a leg at the airport and stuff like that. And, um, so I, so I didn't know. I just pointed them in the direction. Now they can do whatever they want to do. Um, so we get there. I'm talking to him, and the the older woman she stops. So we're at the we're in front of the um the Alki Bakery. So she stops, and I'm just like, oh, okay, um, you know, here it is, you guys, burgers, chicken tenders, so on and so forth. You know, pick your poison. It's all good. Uh, and they were like, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. And she stopped and went to go. You know, she put down her purse. She went to go offer me some money. 
$5, you know, just a tip. But I didn't know, my, I don't think we can accept tips at my job for what I do. I just want you to do my job, you know what I'm saying? I just want to, I help, I help you out. You know, even though I technically wasn't supposed to leave my post, but I did it for her, you know what I'm saying? Because I, I felt her energy. Most people are just like, I don't know where to go. You just point them in the direction and, then they'll, and they'll just go. But this was a different type of anxiety. It was like she was worried about something. You know, she's worried about her daughter. She was just worried about the whole family. And I couldn't understand why then this whole time. And this is a, this is, milli, we're talking about milliseconds of me thinking in my subconscious, like, why is she anxious? What's wrong? How can I help her ease her conscience? Because I could feel, excuse me, I can feel her anxiety. I feel that. It's almost like I, and I, I felt her pain, whatever. It, it seemed like there was some type of, pain. Because no one just has anxiety out of nowhere. Some folks do. I'm not going to sit up here and act like folks don't have anxiety attacks and panic attacks and so on and so forth. But it stems from somewhere, you know, some type of pain, some type of trauma that gets you worked up and anxious, right? So that's what I felt from her. I felt a sense of worry. I felt like a, like she was a mom, but she was like on a different type of level of a mom. Like it was on 10 you know, like moms are the chosen one. Moms are Neos of the world. For those of you that don't know who Neo is, Neo is Matrix, so on and so forth. They are, but this this felt different. This felt like she was on 10. Couldn't figure out why until later on. You know, so she was like, I was like, no, nah, I can't take your hard-earned cash. Like, you earned that money. That's your money. I can't take it because, you know, that's just not in my nature. Even when, I don't even, first, I don't like carrying cash and second of all, I don't like getting, um, this is going to sound weird, I do my job. I do what I'm supposed to do. I don't expect a pat on the back. I almost feel like it's a backhanded compliment. Not to give me a tip, but it's like I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. You know what I'm saying? You need help, I help. I, this, I, don't, I don't want rewards from it. You know, I, I just don't. I don't, because it, it's like, because what are you doing it for? You know what I'm saying? I could, because... Me getting that tip, if I would have took that tip, it would have been the same as me like recording, recording myself feeding homeless people for attention. That's what it feels like to me when I, when I collect tips. I did it a few times at Office Depot, even though I wasn't supposed to, but I didn't like that job. And I was like, a little extra money in my pocket ain't going to hurt nobody. But this felt different. Because in this, first of all, this is not a laborious job. And second of all, Office Depot was so laborious, I'm helping people move desks into their car by myself sometimes. So it's hard. Um, so when I'm, you know, saying, nah, nah, when I'm, when I'm, when I'm deferring her money, her hard-earned cash, I was like, I can't take it, I can't accept it because, you know, this isn't, this isn't my money. You know, you worked for that money, you work hard, whatever the case may be, it's, you know. And she was like, oh, thank you so much. And it was in, in the end, she hugged me. Now, I didn't know why she hugged me, right? I mean, I know why now, but for the story, for the sake of, for the, sake of the story, I didn't know why she uh, hugged me. So I was just like, okay, yeah, cool. You know, you hugged me. It was weird. So my coworkers were looking at me and laughing like, oh, what, what's going on? Like, they thought it was on some sugar... Later on, they thought it was on some sugar mama stuff, trying to buy me stuff. But I was like, nah, it's not like that. Um, 
you know, so it wasn't like that, nothing like that, but, you know, I was like, yeah, you know, it's fine, keep your money, so she hugged me, and I was like, oh, you know, it's all good, you know, I'm just doing my job, ma'am, you know, I'm just doing my job, I kept saying it over and over, and she, so, she took a step back, she still had her arm, I still had my arms on her, and she still had her arms around me, so I kind of like, so she kind of like, you know how you hug someone and you like go to break away from the hug? It was like that, but she didn't like fully break away from the hug. And she was just like, my grandson had passed away. That's why we're up here in Snohomish. She's like, I had a son. I have a son in Snohomish. My grandson just passed away. And when I heard that, like my whole attitude and everything, it went from being like, not creeped out. It went from, you know, like, oh, I'm just doing my job, just being, you know, you know, just doing my job, just being me, just being regular old Diaz. And it, but it broke me down. When she said my grandson passed away and I saw the tear in her eyes and I felt her, I immediately felt her pain. I immediately felt her pain. I've lost people that I loved. I lost friends you guys know this. I lost people that I called brothers within two weeks of one another. One of them that I saw three weeks prior. You know? So when, when, you he, when you hear stuff like that and when people tell you things like that, well, for me personally, it, 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 cuts, it cuts deeper. Because these are things that I am never going to get over. You don't get over death. Um, especially with someone that you love and you care about. And I care about everybody. Everybody that's come across my life, even if I'm not cool with them or close to them anymore, I don't talk to them no more, I still care about them. I want them to be successful in whatever, in, within whatever endeavor that they pick, they decide, whatever. You know? And it's easy, it's easy to be like, I ah, forget them, ah, I, don't, I don't like them. It's easy to say that instead of being like, I want to see them win still. Just not necessarily with me anymore, not in my circle, but I want to see you win. And I will always respect you, unless you disrespected me. But I will always respect you for the times we've had, for the memories we've collected, the moments we've shared. It's, 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 it's hard to say that stuff. It's easy to say forget you, but it's hard to be like, I respect you even though we're not even cool no more. It's hard to do that. And with me and this woman, we shared this moment in time. It was so brief, but I felt her pain. You know, it it because it ran deep, and I and I think she felt my pain because there was no there was no other way. Because she could have asked anybody for help, and anybody would have never done that for her. But she chose me, and I chose her. There was a reason why, and it was just a different type of pain, you know, like we shared that same pain of there's certain things that we're never going to get over in this lifetime, but I eased her, I eased her, I kind of took, you know, me and my coworker came to the conclusion that her grandson was trying to connect with her one more time through me, um, and I feel like, you know, I've had that happen to me a few times. But when I have had it happen to me a few times, it was with people with the purest hearts and the purest intentions. 
And I've had people tell me that um, you have a pure heart. You have a good heart. You have good intentions. You have this calming aura and presence about you. And I try to just deliver that because I know what it feels like. I live with it every day. I have stuff that I haven't even like, worked out. There's stuff that's, this stuff happened months ago. What is it, November? This ha- it, it, it'll, it'll be eight months since my brothers have went on to the next phase of their life. It'll be eight months, you know? And when you just hear that, and when you feel that, you feel, I feel her pain, and when you hear the pain in her voice, and she started to tear up, she started to cry a little bit, and it, I wanted to cry, you know? I still want to cry. I feel for her. I feel her pain. And it's deeper than just like, you know, it, it, it's deeper than just, oh, we share a thing. Somebody that we loved and we cared about had passed away. No, it was, I feel your pain. And I'm here with you, you know? And I'm not going nowhere. I'm not going nowhere. I can't, you know? Me and that woman, for me, me and that woman will forever be tied. I will never forget that moment in time in my life. It gives me chills to this day. It shakes me to my core. Even though it just happened yesterday. It's, it still shakes me. Most people are like, ah, whatever. I forgot about it. No, I'll never forget this because this is important to me. Pain runs deep. My pain runs deep. And, you know, and I want others to share their pain with me. And I, and I know that's a hard thing to do. You're letting someone into your most... You're, you're troublesome times. Troublesome times were times you didn't think you were going to make it to the finish line. Were times that you just wanted to give up and quit and you just didn't care no more. It's hard to share those. That, that It's hard to even talk about that. It's hard to even think about it. Let, like, like I said, let alone speak on it. But it was deep. You know? And this is... And, this is for ghosts, anybody out there listening. You know, if you have anything you want to discuss, let me know. Talk to me. Reach out to me. You know what I'm saying? I'm not a hard guy to get in contact with anyway. But talk to me. I'm here for you. You know, and I've done that with a few people. I've sat in the bottom of the bottom with people, man. The bottom of the bottom, the pit. I sat there and I was with you. I will always be with you, no matter what. I will always stand by your side. You're going through something, I'll stand by your side. It hurts. Share your pain. Share it. I have so much pain of mine. I have deep pain that I just have to live with. I don't even think it will be resolved. I just live with it, though. You know what I'm saying? I just live with it because answers, because I'm not getting the answers I want, and it's too late for answers. It's too late to ask the question for the answer. So I just, I just live. I just live with it. You know? There's this point... I don't know if I'm going to get um, in trouble for it, so I'm not even going to play it. But there's this Star Trek, like the New Frontier or another. There's a clip where Tupac takes from that and puts it into a song, Pain, featuring Big Psych. And great song. I don't know why it got cut. It got taken off the Above the Rim soundtrack. I don't know why. But if you've seen Above the Rim, it's the, it's the beginning song. It's the beginning song. With the credits, not the credits, but when they introduce the characters and who's playing, who's who, who, who's who, like you know that not that type of beginning, right? So it goes, and I've said it before on the show, I'm sure. 
you know, he said, I couldn't help. It was a reflection of him. I th- yeah, it was a reflection of him. I just watched the clip last night. And the guy in the portal was like, no, the guy outside the portal was like, I couldn't help but notice your pain. And the guy in the portal or himself in the portal was like, my pain? And he was like, it runs deep. Share it with me. And then he jumped in the portal um, to meet him. I always, you know, I always play that over in my head and over and over, you know, because everybody's pain runs deep. But I feel like with me personally, I've not saying I've mastered coping with it and I'm not trying to cope with it or suppress it. I just live with it. It's on my shoulders. It's just there. I don't, there's nothing I can do about it. You know, you kind of got to just, you live, Um, you know. I live, I love, I cry, I, I have all these emotions. I'm very, I'm a very sensitive person, you know. I, you know, I, I've come on the show and said I don't believe in empathy and so on and so forth. I, I believe in empathy. I've always believed in empathy. I just didn't believe how much I had it, of it in myself. So I just denied that it was even a real thing. I feel bad for everybody. I feel sorry for everybody. I don't know what everybody goes through. But whatever it is, I'm sorry. I want to help the best way I can. And sometimes the best way to help is just being there. Just be there. Then what I mean by being there, you don't, you don't have to necessarily talk to this person about what they're going through. But just be there. And people are like, well, misery loves company, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, you're not miserable. You're in pain. Don't look at your... Being miserable as a as a as a negative thing. It's not. First of all, don't even seem, say miserable, because you're not miserable. You're just in pain. You're in pain, you know. And everybody needs someone there to help them with the pain. To let them know that you know it's it's gonna be okay. And honestly, it's gonna be okay. I tell myself this all the time when I think about Kaysen, Amari, and others that I've lost. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. No matter what it is, it's going to be okay. Because it's because you've made it this far. You're keeping, you're keeping their hope and their spirit alive. You know, you're remembering them. You know, the moment when you forget, that's when a person really dies. That's, what, that's when there's... Not even when a person really dies, that's when their spirit... And that's when they're just... When you... When, they, when it's over for, for them, for you. You know... When you forget someone or you forget something, that's the end of that, right? You're not going to remember it. You could remember it. Somebody could bring it up, rejog your memory, whatever. But most of the time, if you forget just naturally, you, it's gone. That's it. You're not going to remember it. There's so many things I've forgotten that I just can't remember. You know? And this is deep. It, it, cut, it, it cut deep. Like I said, I felt her pain. But what I also felt was a relief, a sigh of relief. As a mother, as a grandmother... As a person who was a, a nurturer, a person who was a protector, a leader, I felt the anxiety just leave her body when she hugged me, and I absorbed it, and I internalized it, and I was like, I feel your pain. I feel it, you know, and it's scary because I've come across a lot of people like this, you know what I'm saying? Uh... That wasn't the second time that, that I've encountered that. I had a woman who um, I was walking her down to get her, you know, set up for her through TSA, and 
she said her brother had passed away an hour before she had to catch a flight. And, you know, and sometimes, you know, you don't want to talk too much. When people, when you know, you just let it happen naturally. You just, you know, I didn't say anything to her. I was like, I'm so sorry for your loss. Like, my condolences. Like, and I say what I mean, and I mean what I say. You know what I'm saying? I don't, when I say, you know, people be like, oh, have a safe flight. No, I mean that. I mean that. I don't want you to ever, I want you to go back home to your family. And, you know, the kids at the Travis Scott concert who died from being trampled, um, who overdosed, so on and so forth, who, was, who were injured, who have been, who, who, who move, are going to move on to the next phase of their life, I pray for their families. That is not a good feeling. I, I, know what it, I know what that feels like. I know what that feels like. You know what I'm saying? There's, I, there's people I'm never going to see again. Ever. You know what I'm saying? Ever. So I feel your pain. You know? Share it with me. Trust me. You'll be surprised. I'm there. I'm there. And, you know, I might not cry in front of you when you're telling me your pain. But guess what? I might cry. You're like, why are you crying, York? Because what, they, what I had to just go through and experience with this person is so sad. And it's, but it's life, man. I, I, can't, I can't change it. But the only thing I can do is be there. And I'm there to help anybody if I can. You know, I'm here to help the best I can. I want to help as many people as I can. If I can just help people get through a tough time, I'll take that. Like I said, I'll take helping people and teaching people something over any given Sunday. I will. You know, I just, I felt her pain. And I wanted to share that story with you guys because, like I said, no matter what, your boy will always be there. For anybody, if you need somebody to talk to, you need a shoulder to cry on, you need some, you need something, I'm here. I will help. You know what I'm saying? I will always be there no matter what happens. You know? That's the true definition of a real you know what. I'm not going to fold. I'm not going to waver. I'm not going to change who I am because of certain circumstances. Nah, I've always been the same me. You know, when I told you I didn't believe how much empathy I had in me until that moment came out, I'm like, I'm probably one of the most empathetic people. I feel pain. I feel your pain. I can describe what you're going through. When you can't put it into words, I can help you put it into words. But for my pain, I can't even put my own pain into my own, into my own words. Because it's just something deeper. There's just something that this year touched a whole different side of me. You know? I went to I went to a funeral. I mean, I've, I've shared this probably. I can keep it brief. I went to a service for a four-year-old from a family friend. So precious. Life was so precious. And, you know, I don't cry over death. Because death is a part of life. You know? You're, you're living your life to an end. 
right? It's gonna end. You don't know when, you don't know where, you don't know how. It's just, you just know that it's for sure gonna end and that's definite and that is a fact, period. You're not, you can't dispute it. This is a fact. But when I cry, let's say at a service or whatever the case may be, I I cry because I'll never see you again. I cry because the memories we had, the times we shared. I could just think back of when I was kicking in with Omar and spreading out at his house with, you know, other teammates, my cousin, you know. I can remember when I was with, hanging out with Kaysen in middle school and in high school, you know what I'm saying? Having class with him, talking to him, talking to his girlfriend. She's a great, she's a great person. It's just pain that will never go away. But I don't want it to go away because it makes me who I am. If I had no pain, I wouldn't be a, I wouldn't be as empathetic, or how I'm trying to be empathetic how I am now. I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't believe that. But here I am now. You know, I'm here now. And like I said, if anybody out there that's going through a tough time, you can reach out to me or you can reach out to someone that you trust and just talk to them, man. You'd be surprised how open people are and how, and, you know, and how good people have, you know, their, their intentions. Sometimes people have bad intentions, but, you know, you can't control that. But these people, I want to help. Some people want to help. These people out here in this world have good hearts, good intentions, and they want to help. So talk to them. Talk to a therapist. Talk to a counselor. Talk to your family. Talk to your friends. Hell, you can even talk to me like I've been saying this whole time. Because I'm not going to run. I'm not going to run away from a problem. I'm going to face it head on. You know? And I want to help you out. I want to ease your mind. I want to ease your conscience. And I want you to, and if you're living with pain, don't ask why. Why am I feeling this? There is no answer for that. There's an answer for how am I going to cope with this? How am I going to deal with this? How am I not going to suppress it, but learn how to live with it? That's, the, that's a question. Those questions can be answered. But they can't be answered by a therapist. They can't be answered by your mom, your dad, your family, your friends, your cousin, me. It can only be answered by you. You are the only one who can... Get yourself out of whatever situation. I can be there to help you. My job is to help you understand that don't ask why, ask how. How can I live with this? How can I internalize it? Don't ever ask yourself why. You're going to make that because that's a mad question. That is a mad question asking yourself, why does this happen to me? No one knows why. Why, why are you alive? You don't know. Why are, you, why are we going to die when it's all said and done? We don't know. But we just... But how? But instead of asking why, how? Well, how am I going to live my life to the fullest? How can I be a better person? How can I, you know, anything? Just how can I? You know? And it's very important. It's a first-person pronoun in those questions. It's I, I, I. So it's you, you, you. Listener, it's you. You want to get yourself out of a situation, it's on you. Like I said, your family and friends can help, but they can only help so far. Because you still got to climb. If you're in a hole, I can sit there with you, 
but you're going to have to climb out the hole. I, I could give you a rope, but you're going to have to climb out still. I can't, I can't do nothing for you anymore. So yeah, man, I, I'm sorry if this is a sad and somber part of the episode, but this is just more of a, been 30 minutes of a reflective piece, to be honest, but this is more of a reflection, but let's get more on the, um, it's going to be hard to even come back from talking about misconnections, but here we are, man, misconnections, if you guys don't know what misconnections is, misconnections is a community board on Craigslist, people type out, you know, their misconnection. And hopefully they, they, they can find their connection. Um, it can be from anything to anything, honestly. It's just a community board. And if this if this fits you, if the shoe fits, hopefully I can connect you with people, man. I'm trying to I told you guys, man, I'm trying to be the Neve of misconnections. But we're gonna start from the bottom. November third. We can go all the way to about we can go to the seventh. We can go to the seventh and I'll let you guys go. <clears throat> This one is Woodenville Chevron. You know how far Woodenville is? Woodenville, Edenville, I think Edenville, Edenville South. Okay, what? Ah, this is funny. Um, Woodenville Chevron. Pump your gas and go home. Um, tall, dark, and possibly handsome. Winking emoji. Not sure wearing a mask. Probably wasn't. Um, you walked in, asked about my dogs. When you came out, we continued to look at each other a while. While I drove away, respond with what color your truck was in my response about my dogs. Meet for coffee and go from there. Plus, my dogs must like you. They didn't freak out on you. I don't think most dogs freak out on people anyway. And my dogs must like you. Maybe you just have well-trained dogs. I don't know. Uh, Albert Sins. Albert Sins. Uh, uh, you. It, it's so weird when they put you, like they, like you. Me, you, me, you, me. Okay, I don't, I don't like that. Um, you. Um, was it a colon? Uh, tall, handsome man with a great beard. Me talking on the phone, but still notice you. You commenting on what, what on? I can't read on what lovely weather we are having. We were having. I sarcastically said, "Yeah," as I was seeking cover in the store. Eleven. They put the date around 11 p.m. Wish I've gotten to know you more. Okay, but he was trying to get to know you more, but you was acting like a scaredy cat and talking about some, I, you took cover. What, what are you, playing Call of Duty? Like, just go talk to him, you weirdo. Get off your phone and talk to him. Okay, so it's been flagged. So this post has been flagged. Got it. Um, That's been flagged too? Man, Jesus. Why is everybody getting flagged? This one's been flagged too. We might have to we flagged. Um, okay. This one's not flagged. Lake uh, Sammamish Trail, Woodenville. You were jogging north and turned around the one twenty fourth Street Bridge Saturday about two about twelve to twelve thirty p.m. wearing a white top and dark tights. I was hiking south, black parka, backpack, and cap. Wanted to say hello, but didn't want to alarm you. Hopefully, there'll be another chance. Okay, so are you a guy? Because I'm white top and dark tight. Um, dark tights. I mean, guys can wear that. But it just seems like you were, you're a guy. And you should have talked to her. Um, sales station on 19th. We chatted at the pumps for a bit. You mentioned you were getting, on your, getting your own tattoo business going. Tell me what your name is and let's kick it. Okay, that's a dude for sure. 
Looked like a girl though. It could have been a girl. Looking for a guy. We stood in the parking lot. I lost your number. Guy in Home Depot, Tacoma. And that is about it for me. I'm probably, you know, as much as I love Seattle and I'm a Washingtonian for life, I'm probably going to pick a different city next. What city do you want me to do next, you know? I can do, um, or let me just, let me pick. Let me pick. I'm not going to do it now, but we can do California. We can just do it around the country. We can just do it around the country, honestly, because it doesn't really matter. But yeah. Um... But that's it for me, man. That's all, that's all I got for you guys today. Um, if you guys... Um, thank you guys for listening up until this point. If you stuck with me up until this point, um, share, subscribe, tell your friends, tell your mama about the podcast. Tell your mama's mama about the podcast. Tell your mama's friend about the podcast. Tell, tell, just tell everybody. Tell the world about the podcast. Uh, we're going strong, man. We're locked in for lifers. Um, you guys are the best. This has been another episode of Sophisticated Ignorance. I'm your host, Diaz York Slim, and I will holla at y'all on the flip side. Peace out.